Well, hi. Um, it's Tuesday, and last week I talked to you on Thursday, so that's very irregular, isn't it? But my babies are at swimming lessons with my beautiful husband, and usually I have a work meeting, but I'm home early. So I feel like Tuesdays might be our day. And if they're not, I'm sure some other day will happen. And if it doesn't, that's all right. Um, what's going on with you? Some people have messaged me back, actually, about my Led Zeppelin. And I have to apologize already because I totally lied. I mentioned the Immigrant Song being my favorite Led Zeppelin song. And then... I was listening to my podcast and Since I've Been Loving You came on and I'm like, oh, Kat, you dirty liar. You told those people a lie. Since I've Been Loving You is my favorite Led Zeppelin song of all time. So favorite that I guess my subconscious actually hid that information and I forgot about it when I put myself on the spot. How's that? I don't need other people to put me on the spot. I put myself on the spot and panic. Whoa! Tell them any Led Zeppelin song, quick. Um, some people actually messaged and said, I don't know any songs except for Stairway to Heaven. And as promised, that wasn't a lie. I didn't judge you. Stairway to Heaven is an iconic song. It's an amazing song. So if that's the only Led Zeppelin song you know, well done. Um, lots of the people I talk to every day, they don't know that Led Zeppelin exists or did exist. And, you know, you know, it's a bit like Christmas. Led Zeppelin is always in our hearts, like Christmas is in my heart. Um, Led Zeppelin is in my heart. So, yes, it still exists. I will speak of it, of them, uh, in the present tense, why not? Um, yeah. But if you have not listened to Since I've Been Loving You, that's like a top recommended. It's quite bluesy. You can hear the heartbreak. Oh, it's just the best song. Best song. Best song. Anyway, Led Zeppelin aren't even my favorite band, by the way. But, you know, apparently it's the band I like to talk about. So yeah, no judgment. What music do you listen to? Um, I listen to all types of music. Now, that was not always the case. We might get into that some other time. Um, today, I might... Um, I thought I might talk about uh, the fact that Monday, which was only yesterday, I'm not having a go with people who stutter, but you know, sometimes I will stutter and stammer over my words and that's okay because as we discussed last week, it's not about perfection because perfection doesn't even exist. So when I fall short of perfection, it's okay. Just do you, boo. Just do you. My daughter has decided that, um, that's like my thing. She was doing an impression of me to someone else. She sent it in a message to my beautiful best friend, Stacey, who now lives in Melbourne. Hmm. I was thinking FU Melbourne, but really, no, because then I just get to visit her. Um, it's happening November, Stacey. Um, my daughter did an impression of me 
We kind of jump around in this podcast. Um, I guess it's a podcast now since there's two episodes. What, what magic number officially makes it like a podcast? I mean, I'm still waiting for Apple's approval on iTunes or whatever. But if it's on Spotify, like, that's pretty legit, right? Anyway, so she sent Stacy an impression of me. And I can't remember what the first... Oh, the first phrase she was like, Yes, baby queen, yes! Because she is a baby queen and I must say that to her quite a bit. There are other baby queens in the world, like pretty much everybody is a baby queen. Um, But apparently I must say that enough for that particular phrase to um, stick in her head. Yes, baby queen. And what was the other one? Oh my God, I just had it. You do you, boo. You do you. And she says it in a really obnoxious voice. And I'm sure I don't sound like that, but... It's pretty funny. My eldest daughter is a real character and she's a little bit weird and I just love that so much about her. She is definitely her own child, as is my second youngest daughter. She's just, um, they're both just the joys and treasures of my life, which all parents say, but <clears throat> my ch- children obviously are, are actually the best. And did you see how I coughed when I said that? Does that mean I know it's a lie? I don't know. They're cool kids. I'm happy to know them. Um, yeah, so you do you, boo. Can't remember what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. So on Monday, oh, yeah, so I'm going to do me. I'm not going to worry about the imperfections because, of course, they're there. Um, I'm just going to push out the episode. Uh, and I kind of feel like... So, okay, so once upon a time... I was always judged by perfection. Perfection was the rule. Whatever you did wasn't good enough because it wasn't perfect, okay? Pretty quick, because I'm a little bit clever, pretty quick I realized perfection, like I was never going to get there. So I stopped trying, okay? Then it became about masking how imperfect I was. I love how I sound so upbeat when I'm saying all this, by the way. It, it it was a process, I'll tell you now. Not always an upbeat one. So masking how imperfect I was, potentially pointing out the imperfections of other people just to deflect from my own imperfections. Hello, um, judging people for their music tastes. Um, and now I feel like we're in the new wave where, um, like, the new wave's been happening for a while. I just am so myself and I just want to own every imperfection I can recognize within myself because I just want to either like develop the imperfection or I just want it to be so there that people when they meet me they are going to see that like straight up they're gonna see it straight up and they're they're gonna decide oh no she's not for me oh hell yeah hell yeah we're together we're together you come sit over here at my table and I was you know bash that table come and sit with me don't you just find some people and they're just your particular brand of weirdness and it's like fuck yeah come and sit over here we're best friends now okay all right I think that's actually how I got Stacy as a best friend I was just like hey you're exactly my type of weird come with me 
be with me forever and ever and ever. And um, that's how I like to collect humans. I wait for the mask to drop and then I decide, do I want you in my life or not? And I'm pretty sure that's how most people do it. I don't know. Like, you know, it's flexible and dynamic. We're not making any strict standard and straight rules or guidelines, but you know, that's pretty much my whole process now. That's how I get friends if I would like any more. And you know, who doesn't want a new friend? So if, if you like my weird, that's probably like, the first, um, I don't want to say test because I'm not really testing people, but that's like step one of the process. You like my weed? Cool. We're probably well on the way to being friends. And I probably like your weed too because, you know, we like what we like. Birds of a feather and all of that. So jumping back to what I thought we would talk about. Monday, which was yesterday. See how we come around again? Life's like that. Um was the anniversary of, or we call it, we in the weight loss surgery community on Instagram, call it a surgiversary. You get it? We're so clever like that. Um, didn't make it up, just using it. Surgiversary of my vertical sleeve gastrectomy, VSG. Oh, that sounded a bit like a cheer. VSG, VSG. Yes, it is a cheer for the team of people who felt the need to pay somebody else to cut their stomach out. It's pretty hardcore when you think about it. It's not like we were awake or we did it ourselves. That would have been, like, crazy. But, you know, we pay good money for someone else to do it in a surgical environment, in a a, uh, clean and, I don't know, pristine environment. So that happened two years ago. Um, I do remember it like it was yesterday. Um, my memory isn't that great. You'll probably notice from my ramblings and ravings. Um, I just want to check that it is still recording. I feel like it is, but I just want to check because, you know, when you hear, oh yeah, yep, yep, we're going good. Um, my memory isn't that great. So lots of times I'll probably pause and be like, you can hear if I don't say, which I probably will say, it's like, what was I talking about again? That happens a lot to me. Um, But I can usually bring myself back to particular instances in my life that were quite, um, you know, big. And for me, VSG deciding after the hundreds of years that I had been in the diet game or feels like, um, VSG was for me. Yeah. Two years since I didn't die. So yeah, that's worth celebrating. Um, it wasn't a great prep as in, um, my, my actual prep was great. I, I, did a great job and I will give myself a pat on the back for that. I followed my surgeon's advice to the letter. And I've spoken a little bit about that before and it is on the highlights of my Instagram, which is Year of the Dove, at Year of the Dove, not my name. That's why the podcast is called Cat or Caftan because one of my nicknames is Cat and the other one is Caftan and there's a little Easter egg in there, but we're not talking about that. I want to see how long, if anybody cares to work that out or does work it out. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, I followed my sur- my surgeon's goal. We could probably get, like, that could be another episode, why my Instagram name is The Year of the Dove. Um, some people know because they've been with me when it wasn't The Year of the Dove, which is other years because you only have one year of the dove, right? Anyway, moving on. Half of the people that listen have gone. So we can get down to the real business, right? Now that those suckers have left. No. Um, so, yeah, I was I was ready for the surgery. Um, another episode might be like how we got to that point because, you know, it's not one that I imagined getting to when I was a little girl. What do you – what is one of the life events you dream of when you, you're going to grow up? Oh, you know, the usual, just surgically remove the majority of my stomach, you know. No, it's not typical. But there I was two years ago and one day now. Um, but my um, husband's uh, grandfather, who is, was very vibrant, um, uh, went through well he's he was he got really sick he got really sick again so he'd had he'd been through two heart attacks within his life he was so active and fit um recovered from those and ended up with a cancer diagnosis of the lungs i'm pretty sure um went through multiple um chemo radiation treatments and Um, went into remission twice um, and then the third time not so good Um, I think the third time he actually opted um, or the doctor said you know radiation or and chemotherapy um, it wasn't gonna you know it wasn't a thing that was going to help the situation so um, he got really sick so my surgery was booked on the Saturday night and he got really sick on the Thursday night. And, um, I just said to my husband, you got to go like his sisters and his mum and dad, well, his mum and dad were already down there. They live in Naruma, which is a beautiful part of New South Wales. Um, he lived there with his wife who's still with us. We call them uh, super nan and super pop because, there's two young and vibrant. They were two. When my daughter was born, she's the first grandchild um, on both sets, sides of the families. Um, they were too young and vibrant and active and amazing to just be um, great grandparents. So they decided they were going to be super grandparents. Um, so yeah, we super nan and super pop. So super pop got really sick and. Um, having lost all of my uh grandparents that they've all already passed um to have like when I met my husband and he still had three of his grandparents surviving still I was so amazed and a little bit jealous I'm not really a jealous person but um I was just very not envious envious is like a I don't know like I was, I I wish that my my maternal grandparents, especially, um, had lasted that long and <clears throat> were able to like because I had such a good relationship with them and 
Um, he had a really close relationship or yeah, with his grandfather. Um, and his grandfather was like just this amazing man. He, I always felt when I spoke to him that he, I like, I was getting the good stuff. Like I was, I was hearing the life lessons, like, cause he'd been, as I mentioned, through it by that stage. And that wasn't even half of the things that he'd been through in his life. And I felt like, you know, talking to an actual Yoda or something like that, somebody like that. So I just used to sit and soak it up. And of course, he used to tell the same stories all the time. I love a story. My grandparents were storytellers as well. My mum's a storyteller. If you have heard one of my mum's stories, you're probably going to hear it again. Um, and that's what her parents were like as well. And like, that's so valuable. Like I know that my pa, we called him pa, not grandpa, my pa skipped school and hung out and stole watermelons from the field in Balgiani and hung out under the Balgiani bridge and ate the watermelons. I got chased out by the farmer. Like, I know that. I know that my um, my maternal great-grandmother um, owned a fruit and vegetable shop in um, Wollongong, and she also, actually, I don't know, oh, yeah, I'll just say it. I'm pretty sure it's fine. Um, she also ran an SP bookie, which is like an illegal bookie um, on the side, like illegal gambling, I guess. So pretty much she's a badass. Um, crime's bad, people. Stay away. Um, and she used to hide the takings in her bra. So when the police raided her shop or came to search, they would look like tip out all the flour and canisters and everything and the money was in her boobs pretty much um ironically her daughter my nana used to keep keys tied to hankies and lollies in her bra um probably a little bit of money i don't know <laughs> um but yeah like i know all of that stuff so that's what it was like so when i met anthony and his family and they were amazing like everyone's got every family's got their stuff but like they were amazing and when I met his grandparents it was like my grandparents again so I wasn't able to go and say goodbye to Gordon um but Anthony had to go like he had to go anyway so and I had to be the one to tell him to go because he knew like he wanted to go but his wife was about to go through like a big thing. So anyway, I said, you got to go, you got to go and say goodbye. Cause it, they, you know, the word came that, um, it was pretty bad and they didn't know how long he was going to last, let alone like being, um, with it enough to know that, you know, anyway, all of those things, the people that have gone through someone's passing, you know, like what happens, um, and what needs to be done and you know I always want to live my life where the people in my life they know how I feel about them so if I don't get a chance to say goodbye like that's that's always like how I live now that 
I tell my friends I love you. I tell my kids I love you. No, no one in my life should be um, at a loss as to how I feel about them. And if and if you are listening to this and you are in my life and you're not quite sure, um, call me and I'll just tell you right now. You're amazing. If you're in my life, you're amazing. And I think you're amazing and you're wonderful. And um, if you're not in my life, I'm sure you're also amazing, but I only got so much room, you know, because I love deep. Um and that's okay because the world is a big place. I'm sending love to you anyways. Um, yeah, so Ant had to go. He had to go. My husband's name's Anthony. And I call him Ant. Um, for uh, brevity because we wouldn't like to be to bear around the bush and waste time with words. So I say Ant. That was a joke. I mean, I do call him Ant, but the brevity part was a joke. As you probably noticed because I just took a thousand words to explain the brevity joke see so that was another joke ah. anyway so Anne had to go um my beautiful friend uh Susan offered to pick me up and drive me to the airport Susan Stacy and I are kind of a little trio a gang of thieves no we don't steal um like just a little gang that a support group one of the two of the good things that came from um Michelle Bridges 12 WBT um, weight 12 week body transformation for those not in Australia um, were my friends and the connections that I made through that and Instagram's a little bit like that again um, so yeah my friend Susan brought me um, she came in with me to get you know checked in and sat with me through the nerves and everything else and I can't remember what there was a reason Stacy couldn't come. I can't remember. And I don't hold it against her. It was a valid reason. Uh, she was one of the first people that came to visit me when I woke up, her and Susan. They sort of looked after me when Aunt, while Aunt was away. Um, yeah, I was pretty scared. So, like, the people that can sit with you when you're worried and scared, they're, they're, they're the treasures of your life. You know, the people can sit with you in the dark times. They're, they're the treasures. They really are. And, and surgery, by the way, wasn't a dark time. I was, I was ready for it, though. I was worried, of course, and a bit anxious as to the outcome. Um, I remember the actual day that it was a Saturday, and on Saturdays they bring all of the children in to get their tonsils out. So... Um, there was a lot of crying and screaming, like those poor children. Oh my gosh. Um, surgery is super traumatic or can be a traumatic thing for adults, let alone children. And I really felt for those kids and their parents. Um, yeah, but so I was in the waiting room for a good hour, like waiting to go in the room as in next to the theater. And there was a lot of screaming and crying and like not good um noises so I wasn't I was worried I wasn't anxious I know the difference and we'll talk maybe talk about that later or another time um but I was I'm I was in that stage by the you know down to the I was into meditation we might talk about that another time um and so I was just doing my calm breathing and uh I was listening to the 
I was by myself, by the way, so I probably should write a letter and say, hey, maybe just let, you know, I don't know. Maybe they they needed all hands on deck elsewhere, I guess. But anyway, I, I guess the universe kind of knows who needs people and who doesn't. But anyway, I wasn't, ang- I wasn't anxious. I was just doing my breathing. Someone popped in to see if I was okay and I was fine. Um, I actually heard the doctors and nurses talking, getting the, um, like cleaning up and getting the next one. They were talking about like green smoothies and coconut water. Um, and I was like, ding. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hi, my people. Um, so the last thing I actually remember before they put me under was saying how you can get coconut, big box of coconut water from Costco. And, you know, you just blitz it with these things. You can get the smoothie ice cubes from there too, like telling them how to make green smoothies. And, you know, coconut water is fine. Just have a try. Or maybe if you don't like the coconut water, maybe you could taste the almond milk. So, yes, I am my mother now. Um, I will chat to anybody. So beware if you you come up to me I will probably chat to you I can talk to anybody about anything um although oftentimes I'm quiet because it's not like this where I'm just talking into my phone like you get to talk too I might get excited and talk over you but I try not to do that I'm working on that um but it's only because I'm so excited that you're there and by your presence um and it's a habit I'm working on that's cool so yeah, and then I woke up and for the first three days, I felt like I was hit by a truck. I felt so sore. Um, and I have never felt um, so uh, like reluctant to drink anything because trying to get um any fluid in was very difficult i had prepared for that and i bought a range of liquids to see which one would be better because i'd done a lot of research and worked and like people say that you know it sounds weird but water's heavy you know you need something to test the you know break the tension of the water surface tension of the water or something like that um and so i had coconut water I had flavored coconut water I had uh apple juice to like mix into the water I had um god I can't even think now it's been so long um what's the gate oh Gatorade light Gatorade water that was the winner but when the doctor came and saw me and I'd been trying to drink but feeling not great and not really having much you know luck with it um ice chips were the best they were like amazing um he said oh yeah to get out you'll have to drink however much he said and I was like oh well I guess I live here now like (laughs) it was bad um yeah so the first three days were pretty wicked and then every day after that was better than the last that's the best way I can describe it um and my husband came and picked me up because, you know, he'd, he'd done what he needed to do by then. And I was really, really grateful that he had gone um, because he was reluctant to go. But I pretty much, like, insisted and put my foot down. Um, it, as in, he was reluctant to leave me because he's a good husband. He's very um, steadfast and he's a steady, he's a rock that I like to build my life. Maybe will we say that? Uh, it sounds a little bit I've been listening to a podcast on the way home 
and it was a um like a preacher so if you hear any biblical references it's probably because of that i listen to lots and lots and lots of different podcasts because um and rap music as well <laughs> um because i i have a bit of a drive home and i like to vary it up so um i listen to health and fitness stuff i listen to nutrition stuff i listen to um bible preachers um or you know anybody who sends me a recommendation at, for a podcast i'll probably like subscribe and listen to at least a few episodes and then i get like whether i like it or not and then i'll if i like it i'll keep listening it doesn't really matter what people are talking to about i mean well yeah talking to and um and i find that with my instagram as well i don't really care what people are like into I just really like listening to people talk about what they're into, if that makes sense. I mean, you know, that, that that's within normal parameters. Like, there are things that are absolutely not okay to be into. Um, and I'm not going to mention any, but you can you can choose for yourself. And, that yeah. Um, but, you know, within normal, well, I don't I hate normal. Within regular standard guidelines, I don't know. Um... Everyone chooses for themselves. I guess, like, religious ones wouldn't be okay for other people. But, like, I listen to ancient history podcasts and um, ancient mythology and, like, all... Anyway, I like everything. I'm a real... I'm very greedy for ideas. I'm a greedy person and I like ideas. I like to make connections between ideas. I like to make connections between processes. I love knowledge. I want to learn as much as I possibly can. So that's something that I can tell you about me. Um, yeah, so I came home and uh, I actually called, well, he called me and said, your mother told me you've had surgery, blah, 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 because I didn't tell him before because I wasn't interested in his opinion. Um, sometimes it's better to ask for you know that saying, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission? Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's just better to inform people rather than, like, tell them before something because then if you tell them before, they think you they want your opinion and it's just not the case. It's like baby names. There's a pro tip. Don't tell people your baby names before the baby's born. Um inform them of your decision after the baby's born before the baby's born everybody wants to tell you oh no i met someone called that before and he was terrible blah 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 i really prefer the name insert name here don't do that don't tell anybody just keep it a secret um and tell them after because what can they say nothing that's what they can say Oh, well, people will say stuff. You'll be surprised what people can say, but just inform them of your decision afterwards. Um, yeah, so it's been two whole years since that happened. Um, I think the first six months I was kind of just learning how to function again, as in like basic things like eating and drinking has to be relearned because as I said water it's still true for me today I cannot drink straight tap water or I can sometimes um 
I can taste the difference between how dense water is, which sounds ridiculous. Prior to surgery, I could drink three liters of water, four liters of water a day, no problem, especially when I was exercising. I used to be able to like, uh, oh, oh, here's something about me. In my checkered past or awesome past, depending on you know which lens you're looking use the lens of love always people um i used to like win boat races like you know sculling competitions where you have teams and then you know one person skulls a drink usually beer um and then when that person finishes they put the cup on their head and then the next person goes and down the table yeah well i was really good at that so yeah not so now i would lose competitions now um so water was never an issue for me until surgery. Um, and now I can drink it um, sometimes. I can drink bottled water, no problem. Um, it's really weird for people. You can't ex- explain it. You just can't drink it. It doesn't sit right. Um, for people who haven't had VSG, it's hard to describe. For people with VSG, they're like, we know, bitch, keep talking. Um Yeah, so, and to this day, I still have, I put in a herbal tea bag in my water, um, and I just use tap water because I'm cheap, and it's fine in Australia to drink tap water. Um, Yeah, or really hot water or really cold water. So, for the first six months, it was relearning how to drink, It or get in enough hydration. That's the most important thing. Uh, Relearning how to eat. Um, from literally liquid, you're pretty much like a baby stomach, from liquid to purees to, oh, I can't remember all of them. Anyway, up to solids. Wow, solids. And then you're learning how to listen to your stomach because if you don't listen to your stomach and you eat a little, if you're distracted and you eat a little bit too fast, you will be sick. Or if you're really unlucky, you'll be you'll be like me and can't be sick. I haven't been sick. I've only been sick once since surgery, and like I've eaten to the point of discomfort pre-surgery. And um, I'm not ashamed to say because I just own my truth. I have made myself sick in the past, like when it, you know, when you know if like it's better out than in. You know when you know if you've been so sick and you know if I could just spew, I'll feel a lot better. Well, I've eaten to that point before and I could just spew and I would feel much better and hopefully never do that again except, of course, well, no, I don't know. I don't know. Um, But after surgery, I really feel like I don't have the muscle power behind it to contract out. So... I get the other type. So some people spew, some people get squirts. It's called dumping. So some people spew, some people get runny poops, and some people like me just feel really sick, like they're going to die until the feeling passes. And that's it. So I could dump from... Like maybe if I went to a restaurant and they used like too much oil or if it was fatty food, but you know, I would never, I don't choose those kinds of foods. Um, it's not so bad now. Like I'd be able to have a little bite of this or that and it would be fine now. Um, but I'm two years out. 
so initially it's just about so I was uh, very like any oily food was a problem uh bulky food of course was a problem so it was I avoided bulky things like rice and pasta and pretty much carbs generally and you don't have room for it anyway um it's protein first that's the rule protein first and after your protein you don't have much room for anything else but you really have to pay attention to that protein because if you don't chew it enough it will sit wrong if you don't um if you don't listen to your body and feel your almost full signal you know you'll get the too full signal before you know it and that's a real problem as well that can you know lead to my dumping and yeah dumping um if the food is too sugary like it doesn't seem like it would be sugary food but um like I had I remember one bad dumping episode I was just eating with friends and it was literally the smell of the food around me um and I had had maybe a bite too much and then that smell with a bite too much or half a bite too much was just like I gotta go that was really embarrassing um so it's just learning pretty much to function in the world because you know hydration and eating is a lot of how we function and until you have had um something like weight loss surgery or something like um I guess some of the diets I've been on have been that re- restrictive you don't realize how much food is a part of our day-to-day life until you either can't participate like you used to or um like you just have to monitor that so I was actually on puree stage when um super pop's funeral was on and I went down of course I had to pay my last respects um and I actually brought like soup pouches to the wake because um and at that time I hadn't told anyone I'd told obviously Anthony knew I'd told his parents because I respect them very much by that stage well I already told my mum um I respect her very much and I told her first I think uh, Anthony and her first um and that was all so I had all of his relatives um at the wake and I was lucky that it wasn't a sit-down dinner it was a like a finger foodie kind of a thing and I just heated up it was at his nan's house so I could just heat up my soup and eat it and um I just said that I was designated driver and um yeah I just got through it that way and I wasn't very open about the sleeve because I think I wasn't sure if this was going to work for me like and there was that little bit of stigma and embarrassment and I think there is still a stigma and embarrassment not for me like I will tell anybody now you know my process not everyone deserves your truth so as in some people aren't very kind and I wish it were otherwise, but lots of people are judgmental and they live in judgment of others because, you know, that's how it is. And um, I just wasn't comfortable in sharing my truth as openly maybe as I am now. I feel like this podcast is a good step. Doing stories was a good step um, in being maybe a little bit more visible or, um, yeah, being more visible, even though you can't see me right now. 
just close your eyes and imagine, guys. I mean, not guys. I mean, I call everyone guys. That was awkward. <laughs> I call everyone. Just close your eyes and imagine, people. You know what I mean. Um, yeah, so just being a little bit more visible and this is who I am. And at that stage, I was very not comfortable to do that. So um, I just didn't tell very many people. I told the people who were closest to me at work because... Uh, they are sticky beaks at my work and I was always doing some type of diet. So my food, it felt like was commented on a lot as in, oh, what do you got there? What are you eating now? What are you doing now? You know, um, I was always the one on some scheme, plan, diet, like whatever you want to call it, lifestyle kick. Um, so yeah, so the first six months it was just learning to function and then I think I decided, Stacy said, hey, people should do parkrun and I'm like, hey, I could do parkrun because I had been a runner before and then I started training up for a five to run 5k again um, and then at some point I decided, hey, I should join the gym and start to do weights. So that's what I did. And now I am obsessed. No, not really. I just really enjoy it. I mean, I don't really enjoy it while I'm doing it, but I really enjoy everything that exercise gives to me. And I have always been like a bit of a mover. Ever ever since, you know, I was a child, I was involved in sports. Um, And then that kind of fell away, which maybe we'll talk about later. Um, and now I feel like I'm kind of back into it. I'm not really doing a sport as such. I have done indoor netball last year. That was cool. Thank you, T, for inviting me. Um, and I'm open to stuff. Like if people, you know, invite me to do whatever, I'll probably say yes, which was not always how I was. Um, Sometimes I have to say no. Sometimes I have to say no because I say yes too much already and i got to say yes mainly to my family. Um, so I think balancing my priorities has been the biggest thing um, as my uh, life has increased um, or maybe since food has become less of a factor. I don't know. I've got a lot more mental space and time in my life. Like I'm not really, I do do some new recipes every now and again, but it's not as central a part of my life as it once was. Um, yeah. So, uh, year one, I celebrated year one by doing, going zip lining and walking up a mountain, <laughs> um, with steps it wasn't that dramatic I just went for a bushwalk up sublime point it's called so you walk up the mountain and it's super super steep and then you enjoy the view and have a coffee if you're like us and then you walk down the mountain um and that was done by um a group of us a group of my beautiful friends and then we went ziplining in the afternoon and that was actually um my daughter was able to come with us for that so that was pretty amazing and she was really awesome at it and I was a little bit freaking out I like the zipline I'm not too good with the ladders and the heights but that's okay um yeah so that was year one year two 
I had to go to work. <laughs> it was on a Monday. So um, that's kind of, you know, back to reality. I don't know if people still celebrate with doing big things. I feel like year one was the biggest year and the biggest celebration. And then year two, it's just like a continuation of that initial success and sort of, um, you know, establishing yourself a little bit more in, you know, your new habits, new behaviours, um, and kind of working out. Like, I feel like year two, like I always have my mind to the future. Um, I always feel like I will tell you how VSG went for me in 10 years, like in 10 years' time. People always say, oh, how's it going, la, la, la. And I'm like, I don't know yet. I know how it's going right now, but if it is a success overall, remains to be seen. And that's what I'm, like, I've got my mind to the future, but I know that that future is made up of every day between now and then. So every day I have, I don't have to choose. I don't have to choose. Jack, I, um, I don't really work through force. I work through love. So I don't have to choose anything, but I get to choose if I would like to continue with the habits that I'm working to establish or if I will make a different choice. And sometimes, yes, I would like to continue with the habits I've decided will support my priorities in life. And sometimes I have different priorities. Very rarely I will say, no, I, I really do need to sleep now. Um, and I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about um, chronic, like the importance of sleep and um, chronic stress. Um, and I can't remember the bloody... Oh, cortisol. Um, they were saying that cortisol bonds, it mimics some... I don't know. I'm a little bit sketchy on the details, so... I don't know if cortisol mimics a different hormone that bonds to water, but cortisol is able to bond to water. And so if you're stressed, you will have or you could have some water retention. I was talking about things that can affect the um, scale. So as I said, year two is kind I feel for me year two was kind of settling in a little bit more. Um. Year three is going to be a continuation and I'm still settling in. I'm still learning. I'm still looking for my way because, you know, for the first six months, you're following doctor's guidelines. For As far as my doctor's concerned, I had my six weeks checkup, my six months checkup. I had my one year checkup. I had my 18 months checkup. I had my two year checkup. And now I'm on his own, he, on my own. He said, he literally said to me, um, I've done all I can do for you. Good luck, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still working my groove, finding my groove. And, of course, we're all aiming for that groove because that's where the sweet spot is, you know. When I'm finding my flow, I, right at this moment, in this now moment, I am in my flow and that's really nice. It's really nice. This morning I woke up even a little bit earlier than my crazy o'clock alarm and I just got up, got dressed because I always put or try to always put my clothes out the night before. I um, 
went to the gym, did the program that I'm doing right now, and we can talk about that later. Um, I'd already meal prepped. I had my protein coffee. I can't know. I don't know what we've decided to call that. Crofy. Um, and profy, profy, profy or profy. I don't know. I was listening to D-A-R-Y-L's podcast today and he said that he annoys people by deliberately calling it keto instead of keto. Oh, that was pretty funny. I laughed. Oh, well, you know, I feel like that's a bit, I've got a little bit of the, you know, that streak in me that I like to deliberately annoy people because the people who can be annoyed so easily, they take themselves so seriously and they're like really invested in their opinions and I don't know why I just like to challenge those people and I know it's bad and I'm working on it but um like no one cares what you like and don't like really and once your ego gets over that like it's a whole new world like literally no one cares what you like or don't like so if you like mostly meat like if you want to do one diet go do one diet if you want to do another diet go do another diet no one cares really and the people who do care they get really up in arms about other people making fun of them that's what I found so yeah I never well I try not to do things in mean ways but I will you know have a little giggle if people take themselves too seriously because that's something that I try not to do and it's something that I have done in the past so Hmm. The continuing evolution of cat. And I feel like that's enough. So year three, oh my God, look at that time. 49 minutes. I've talked your ears off. If you have any ears left, feel free to message me um, and tell me something. Tell me one of your nicknames. There you go. Tell me one of your nicknames. It's not a test, but we'll see if you pass. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, day one, year three, it's going great. My food's all tracked. I'm within a sparrow's fluff of my macro target. So that's great. I'm also not caring too much that they aren't exactly on the dot, which is great. Um, cause we're not going for perfection. We're just going in the general vicinity of awesomeness, you know, just enough Enough striving that doesn't add chronic cortisol to your life because that's bad. We don't want to retain water if we don't want to have to, you know. Leave that to the succulents and the cacti. All right. Well, I feel like that's enough and I'll see you maybe next Tuesday. I want to say I want to do it on a Tuesday because every like at the end when I was at my all-girl high school, we used to say, See you next Tuesday because that spells out something and we thought we were really badass. So if I do this thing, this thing that we are doing together um, every Tuesday, then I could say, see you next Tuesday. And no one could say anything because technically that is correct. Well, it's not. Speak to you next Tuesday doesn't work on that joke, though. That silly joke that's a little bit rude. Anyway. Goodbye. Have a good everything until I see you or hear you or speak to you again. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening. You need a medal. I hope your house is clean, Wendy, and I hope you've cooked all of the food, Ta.
Bye.